What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. Thank you for being here today. You know how much I love that. And I know that a lot of you are entrepreneurs. In fact, I think the bulk of this audience is solopreneurs and entrepreneurs and, and you know, p- people who aspire to, to work from home, start their own business, be their own boss and, and so on. So this is a really important topic and it sounds a little contrary to popular belief, but a surprising number of people find working from home to be really, really stressful and really lonely. And, you know, entrepreneurs are often, not always, but often very social people. And so working from home can conflict with some of our needs and our values, and we can really fall into a rut. So, and obviously, that's going to affect so many things. What, your creativity, your productivity, your, your, your revenue, the success of your company, your happiness, your family's happiness. I mean, you could just have a whole trickle-down effect from the fact that you're not being aware, that you're not fully satisfied because you're not getting something you need or you're not being as productive as you can be because you've fallen into one of these kind of danger zones, I call them. So we're going to work, we're going to talk about this today and um, and, and see what we can do to, to help you even, you know, really amp up that working from home power, that freedom that you've wanted and that you've achieved or are going to achieve. And this is great for people who work in corporations too because, you know, sometimes corporations in lieu of a raise or something that they can't manage to give right now will offer some flex time and the ability to work at home a day or two a week and telecommute to to the um, employees who want it and, and deserve it. And, you know, let's face it, it, it seems like it's the American dream and I can't speak to folks in other country, but I know that I coach a lot of folks in other countries and, and they do work from home. And so I think it's a universal dream, right? But then I'm curious why 60% of the employees who participated in a recent Stanford University uh, study, it was a work from home experiment opted to go back to, to their cubbyhole, their, their cubicle, I should say, to corporate HQ. 60% of the people who were either put in a study group, they didn't ask to be put in, but they were told they were going to be put in it. They didn't necessarily object to it. They just, you know, said, hey, we're going to do this. Um, and uh, so it was t- uh, 
10% of those people and 50% of the people who asked to be put in a work-at-home environment actually opted to go back to work within, I think, oh, I think it was within 60 days. So, you know, this was a study done in 2013 and it offered a sample, uh, sampling of employees in the air and travel and hotel booking industry an opportunity to work from home for nine months. And it was kind of a surprise, I think, that many of them had a really lonely experience. It was a surprise to the to the researchers. Many of them felt really, really lonely working from home. And, and after a few months, like I said, 50% of the volunteers and 10% of the non-volunteer group asked to return to their cubicles. Now, I found that entertaining, too, that the ones who volunteered were the ones who wanted to go back. So it's kind of like a grass, the grass is always greener on the other side scenario. And only 10% of the non-volunteer group asked to return. So there could be other circumstances around that that we aren't privy to, but I found that really fascinating. So what they cited as a number one reason for abandoning their home offices were actually two reasons, loneliness and lack of social interaction. So you know, we can fix that, right? But it seems like a lot of effort. It seems hard. And and we have to create discipline and our own habits and and really, really go that extra mile for ourselves to make sure that this whole situation works out for us. I think you can have your cake and eat it too. And I'll tell you what, I've worked successfully from home for nearly 16 years. And I am really pretty disciplined. And there are times I fall out of that discipline, and I know what works to get me back there. So I'm going to consider myself kind of uh, an expert on the topic because I've hit the lowest of lows from working at home and the highest of highs by working at home. And I've had really, really productive wonderful, wonderful experiences and somewhere I just really did not feel good about myself or my circumstances at all. So we're going to go through, I have like eight tips here that we're going to go through. But first, I want you to ask yourself, if you're as productive as you could be, if you're as disciplined as you could be, and if you're as happy as you could be, and if you're as successful as you could be. Those are the four kind of key questions here to to ponder, to evaluate how well you're doing in your home office. And uh, if you find yourself really sidetracked all the time because you're at home, not because necessarily you have ADD, which a lot of entrepreneurs do. Uh, I don't say that tongue-in-cheek. But because, you know, you just... You get distracted because of the kids or the phone or the the tempting um, whatever times that you want to mow the lawn or do the laundry. You know, those are some real drawbacks of, of working at home. So really explore, take inventory here on how you're doing in your home office. Even if you telecommute just a couple days a week or a day a week or every now and then, you know, are you as productive now? A lot of people actually find that they're much more productive working from home. And so that's interesting, too, because you would think people would be so tempted by those home chores and tasks and those lunches with the friends and such. But I think the people who are most successful, from what I'm kind of gathering, are the people who uh, do it on a part-time basis. 
So they don't work from home five, six, seven days a week. They work from home maybe one or two or maybe pushing it even three days a week. So that should tell us something right there. Okay, so here are some of my secrets. Number one is... If you must work in your pajamas, folks, come on, kind of uh, at least brush your teeth and, and, and your hair, okay? I know that some people get really, really, really sloppy when they're working from home, and this is never a good idea. It's just one of the occupational hazards of that home-based worker to lose their presentable appearance. I mean, after all, you're sitting behind a computer and a phone all day. Why in the world should you get up and get showered and put on decent clothes and, you know, do all those things? Well, I'll tell you, you know, okay, I'm going to confess you'll, you'll, you will find me in silly slippers or, or sweats on some days, but I always get up and shower and dress in the morning in something nice. And, and by nice, I don't mean like dress clothes or even office casual, but, you know, some nice jeans or khakis or something like that, a nice shirt, and, and I put on my makeup. Yes, I do, even if I'm not leaving the house. Um, but actually, that's one of my tips, too, is to make sure you do leave the house. But I always do that. And uh, I think it's important for for two reasons, okay? First of all, if you appear really pulled together, you're going to feel and act more professionally and take yourself more seriously. And, and we know that from lots of different scientific studies that, you know, is energy. Your clothes have energy too, believe it or not. And you carry a very different energy when you're dressed up. Oh, come on. How often do you get dressed up to go out on a very, very special date or to a very, very special um, occasion and and you just really feel good. You feel that extra special sexy and you feel like you just really want to smile a lot and talk to people and, and meet new people and you might feel a little more social and, and maybe, you know, more confident because you know you're looking good, right? Okay, so I don't care if the postman is your only visitor. You need to get up in the morning and really pull yourself together and you will take yourself more seriously. Now, there was a series of study, I should say, were a series of studies published in the Evolution and Human Behavior Journal just last year. Uh, and it says that you know, flashing those designer brands can actually have an advantage. You got to have a few nice clothes. Okay, I'm not a big, you know, person on designer labels. I mean, I like nice things. Don't get me wrong, but if I like it and it's it's um, you know at at Kohl's or something, I will buy it. I don't have to shop in the the best stores, but. I know that when I wear something that is a designer brand and is made really, really well and it fits me beautifully, gosh, I just feel different. I feel good. And these studies show that when wearing perceived high-status clothing, people gained gained cooperation from others more easily. They scored job recommendations and higher salaries and received higher contributions for charity if they were working for nonprofits. So they closed more deals. They they really really saw that it made a huge difference. So 
that is our first suggestion here today. If you must work in your pajamas, folks, at least brush your teeth and your hair so you feel somewhat presentable. But I like taking it the extra mile and getting dressed and, and feeling not only clean but really, really presentable every single day of the week. So you know that if you're pulled together, you're going to feel and act more professionally and take yourself much more seriously. And that's a key. Don't get lazy about how you look, okay? Don't get lazy about it. It's very, very important. And this is not just about status. It's about energy. It's about energy. Now, you're going to find the notes on this article, as always, over at inc.com, inc.com, on my page, slash author, slash Marla hyphen tobacco. It's called Eight Ways to Be Happy and Productive in Your Home Office. And that link is also on our TogiNet page here on the, the Million Dollar Mindset page. So you can go where you found the show and just link on that so you don't have to take really copious notes while you're while you're listening to the podcast today. So when we get back, I'm going to tell you to get the heck out. And we'll see you in a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka, and we'll be right back after these. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. As a member of the baby boomer generation, you want insights and ideas that factor into planning for, making choices about, and activating your new or mothballed dreams. As a boomer, you can learn how to act on your visions by tuning into the Awakening to Awareness show on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you are inspired to follow your own path, step into new directions, and are excited about what you, as a recent or soon-to-be retiree, can do with your life, this is your show. Listen to the show that focuses on self-belief and possibilities for emerging seniors who look forward to life's third act with dread or amazing promise. Host Eric Tonigson and his guests share entertaining ideas and explore strategies to reignite your passions and shift your intentions into action. In his naturally curious and motivating ways, Eric explores personal values, shares wisdom, and encourages you to unlock and live your potential and purpose. Join Eric and his Awakening to Awareness show on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on the TogiNet Talk Radio Network. 
Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And so we're talking about how you can be at your peak of performance when you're working from your home office. And this is, you know, for those of you who work five, six, whatever, however many days a week you work at the home office, or for those of you who just do it occasionally, I think all of these things are important. But the more you work at home, the more important these become. And the longer you work at home, the easier it becomes to neglect these very, very important um, tips, I'll say, I'll call them success tips. You know, like we said about working in your pajamas after a while, you can just feel like a real slug if you don't get up and get dressed. You're just not going to feel good about yourself. And people will hear that in your voice on the telephone and, and in whatever else you do. People will hear that if you're not on then people will notice right away. And they'll notice more so, at least for me, when I fall into that, because I do, you know, I'm human. Um, People notice more so when I am on. They'll say, wow, you sound great today. And, and, uh, you know, you realize, uh uh-oh, maybe the last time we talked, I wasn't sounding as great. I know I was sounding good, but I wasn't sounding as great. So people notice these subtle shifts in energy, and they want to work with you. So don't take these things lightly. They're very, very important. And so get out. Get out. That's what I'm telling you. You know what? Corporate workers really resent some of them, not all of them, of course, being isolated in a cubicle or, or to their office. Office, but they feel like they have no choice. They, that's the career they've chosen and, and maybe even the one they want. Uh, it's hard for you and I to imagine that, but it's the truth. So, But you have a choice. Yet, I think it's so ironic that entrepreneurs typically don't like getting stuck in a routine, yet they remain at home for days and days at a time. And really, how much more routine can you get? How much more in a rut can you get if you don't even leave your house? So I just think that's kind of funny. So think about who you are here, folks. Think about what you need to do, what you need to have in place in your life to feel happy, to feel motivated, to feel positive, to feel hopeful, to feel successful. What are those things? When we work from home or get stuck in any kind of a rut, even if it's in our our corporate office, it's easy to forget our values. And it's easy to forget what inspires us and motivates us. I wrote one of my columns a few weeks ago that was very, very popular for Inc. Talked about ways to, if if you do have an office with employees, ways to keep your employees healthy and productive. And and one of the things I said was, why do you always have to sit around a table or out in the bullpen to have your meetings? Why not take your meetings for a walk? And we talked about that on the show a couple weeks ago, uh, too. And it's important because people need fresh air and people need exercise and people need a change of scenery. And some people really need to connect to nature, so it's very important that you understand, are you a very social person? Do you need a lot of social interaction? Do you need to brainstorm with others? Do you need to take strolls in nature? Do you need to 
I don't know, ride horses. What do you need to do to feel good? Do you need to work out? You know, you can get a lot of work done on a treadmill. And I kid you not, I mean, being on a treadmill for me, I don't listen to music. I don't watch television. I don't do any of those things. I go inside of myself. I imagine what that exercise is doing for me. And I let my creativity flow. And it's kind of like a lot of people, well, I have this too, but you you feel like some of your best ideas come in the shower. Well, that's true for when you're working out as well. Some of your best ideas come from that time. So make a list of what it takes for you to feel healthy, balanced, um, energized, motivated, inspired, creative, productive. What do you need to have in place? I call this my values list. And um, for me, again, you know, one of my top, 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 top values my top value actually is my spirituality but then all, there's all the stuff that branches off of that and you know for me to really feel in touch with that there are things I have to do and it's nice to have this map I call it a life map uh, it's, it's so wonderful to have this map this visual of who you need to be and what you need to do and what you need to have and what connections you need to make in order to feel happy because here's why when you're when you're not when you're off kilter instead of sitting there wondering why am i so off kilter what's wrong with me why have i been feeling down you know wine 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 right we all do it i think you can just refer to this little map and you can say oh my gosh you know i haven't been meditating i haven't been um exercising i haven't really been eating right i haven't been connecting with my children in a way that is so important to me i haven't taken my spouse out for dinner in oh my goodness months right you can look at those things and know right away it is it's a wonderful little map it's just this checklist check 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 i need to do these things and i'm going to start feeling better so Know what you need to do, and instead of getting caught in that office for those extra hours, make sure you're getting out. And, you know, oh gosh, I can give a great example. Believe it or not, it's been years since I've commuted, years. And yet, I think of that hour and a half each way, commute so often, and here's why. Because being on that train gave me sort of a forced timeout. It was time where I would read, I would journal, I would just contemplate life. And it was also nice because there was this little group that I would sit with. And, and so I had that social opportunity. And so that's why every, well, probably about six days a week, I get up in the morning and I do my thing, you know, get dressed and everything. And I go to a coffee house or I go to work out or I walk the dogs and I'm connecting with one of those values, nature, uh, the need for social connection, the need for that creative stimulation that I find with that ambient noise in a coffee house. Um, I love that. I, you know, a long walk, whatever it is, figure out how you can start your day. So for me, getting out of the house is replacing that daily commute. And I'm as vigilant about it as I was about, obviously, going to work during my, my very wonderful career. So take it seriously. Make a list. This is also a key point. I didn't indicate this in the article, but I think this one's important. You don't always want to get up and think, oh, what should I do this morning? What would feel good this morning? Because eh, then what will happen, right? You're going to ask yourself that question. You're still kind of groggy. You're still kind of tired. Maybe you don't want to make any choices. You say, oh, I, I, I'm just going to go to work. 
I'm just going to get to work, right? You're going to defeat the whole purpose. So make yourself a little checklist of things that you would really enjoy to do in the morning, even if even if they seem obvious. And here's why. Here's how it works for me. So I have my little checklist, right? And they are. They're things like going to the woods, uh, going, taking the dog to the field, going for a long walk all by myself, going to a coffee shop, um, going to the, the gym, going to, you know, any number of places. And when I look down that list on the mornings when I'm not sure, I look down that list and I get an intuitive hit. I get a hit in my belly that says, yeah, that's where you want to go. And I feel it. And so if you practice this, you'll feel it too. You know what? I did this this morning and I really needed, uh, I really needed to do something that would, would, would really help to make me feel good today. And I really, really, really needed that. And so I looked at my list and, and immediately I have all these different coffee houses I go to. And immediately when one coffee house showed up on that list, I got that boom, go there, go there. And I did. And you know what? This, this man I know, this wonderful gentleman I know sat down next to me and just started talking to me and, and just made me feel so good. It just, it was just the most uplifting experience, a little bit even out of character for this man. And, um, it, it, it was just fabulous. I left there on cloud nine, and I, that's what I needed. And so I put that out to the universe. I looked at my list, and I saw this intuitive hit, and I followed it. I didn't doubt it, and I got exactly what I needed. So it was so special, and it can work for you. Just learn to listen to your intuition and go for it. But either way, get out of the house, get out of the office every day if you can, first thing in the morning, and then even again later in the afternoon. So that's important. So our third tip here today is going, we're going to talk about really celebrating your freedom from the cubicle, okay? And that takes on a lot of different meanings, and I'm, I'm excited to share with you what exactly that means. But, you know, the number one value of almost every entrepreneur I've ever known has been some, some sense of freedom. And freedom and success and happiness, all those things mean different things to different people. So it's important, again, going back to the values work, understanding what is really, really important to you is critical to your happiness, your life balance, and your success. So we're going to talk about celebrating your freedom from the cubicle and what some of those ideas can look like. And we're going to do that when we come back from this break. Now, remember, you can find this article so you don't have to sit here and take notes if you're listening in the car or whatever. Um, eight ways to be happy and productive in your home office. And that's over at Inc. Magazine, which I am just so honored to be a part of. com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco. And I know our, our producer here, Casey, is putting that out on the Toginet page today, too. So you'll find that direct link if that makes it a little easier for you. So go ahead and read that and let me know what you think and share your tips with me because that is really important to me and I love hearing from you and I can help you better if I know you better. So go ahead and, and share your, your concerns, your challenges, your tips, whatever you like with me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. Again, that's T-A-B-A-K-A. I love to hear from you. Send me your story ideas and your um, your 
show ideas and whatever you got for me, come on in. We'll see you back here on the Million Dollar Mindset in just a minute. the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka, and we'll be right back after these. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for Be Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be By Design, How I Be is Up to Me. Most lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. So we're on our third tip. Oh, better speed it up a little bit. I love talking to you. So this is just so much fun. So celebrate your freedom from the cubicle. So important. Remember, freedom, number one value, most likely if you're an entrepreneur. Again, it means different things to different people. Maybe you wouldn't put that word on it. But I'll tell you what, I send out a questionnaire to pre-qualify people for my coaching services. And one of the questions I ask is, what is most important to you? What is the most important thing in the world to you? And I ask, um, what is, you know, I say success is different things to different people. What does success mean to you? And... I, you know, truthfully, I can't even think of a handful of times over these last many, many years that the word freedom wasn't mentioned in, in those two questions. So that is what's telling me that freedom is what is most important to entrepreneurs. Now, financial freedom, freedom to be your own boss, freedom to make your own choices, freedom from working even because if you're setting up a a, a business that has – you know, drives revenue without you. You can even find freedom from working. So it can mean a lot of different things. So it's really important to have a designated workspace in your home. And the number one reason for that is because the IRS says you have to, okay? If you're going to write off your home office, we know that it has to be a designated space that is used... I. Don't quote me on this, and I'm sure it's different in different states, but I, I think it's at least 80% of the time uh, for your professional use. So that is really important. And I'll tell you, I went for a number of years when I started coaching feeling like I had to spend eight hours in this office. <laughs> and I finally had started like lightening up on myself and realizing that I wasn't celebrating 
my freedom. And that just because the IRS says I have to have an office and that's where my, my huge monitor, my PC is and my phone and everything, it doesn't mean I have to stay there all day, okay? I can be even more productive in different spaces. And I have a lot of different spaces for different work-related activities. So, for instance, when I have to write my articles or do a blog or whatever, any kind of writing, there's no way that's going to happen in my office. I can't tell you why. I don't know what it is. I just am not my creative self in my office, except when I'm in my sessions and dealing with, you know, things like updating whatever I have to update, that kind of stuff. So I go to the coffee house and I love that ambient noise in the background. There's something about it that just stimulates my creativity. I think that because it is a form of celebration for me of my freedom, it makes my heart fill with joy to be there. And so I'm, you're more creative when you're happy. Not that I'm not happy in my office, but it's a different kind of happiness. So that's what I do. And when I'm working on a new product, like something where I have to be creative, but I also have to be analytical and, and really think about logistics and such. Like right now I'm working on a few things. I'm working on a group coaching program. And uh, I'm so excited about this program. It's going to be a six-month program um, for for solopreneurs or micro-business owners who know what they need to do in their business but just aren't doing it. And boy, we're going to we're going to, it's going to be so intensive. We are going to break through those barriers and, and get the members of this program really committed and really in action to grow their business. And, uh, I've done work like this before and I am putting it on steroids for this program. So that's going to be coming out probably in September, maybe October, but I'm almost done with it. So when I do things like that, I love to go out in my backyard with my my laptop, with my Mac, and sit under the umbrella and take out a big um, piece of paper. I have those big sticky note things for the wall, you know, and my markers. And I have a backyard koi pond, and we have lots of birds out there and the breezes and the trees. Oh, my gosh. It just it inspires my most creative type of thinking and uh, it also helps me just keep things in order in my brain so you know think about what spaces feel how the spaces in your home even it doesn't even have to be somewhere else it doesn't even have to be a coffee house or whatever and I have different coffee houses I go to for different things that's how important um, energy is to me Think about the energy in the spaces in your home. When I'm listening to a webinar or I'm doing research, I can do research in my office. But when I'm listening to a webinar or something, I go to the kitchen table. Isn't that funny? I don't know what it is. I just feel really focused there. And uh, it feels good to just kick back at the kitchen table and listen to a webinar. As, you know, we know that every entrepreneur needs to grow and, and to learn more. So you got to keep up with those things. And it's also important to celebrate your freedom by by breaking up your routine as much as possible. Now, some people need absolute routine to be productive. However, you got to do things in between activities. So for me, again, it's a five-minute stroll through my backyard or it's a, a few yoga moves or um, some stretching or playing with my dogs or with my parrot 
you know, I take five-minute breaks quite often through the day, and, and I stress five-minute. And wow, I can't tell you the joy it brings to my heart to exercise that freedom. You can't walk away from your desk every 45 minutes to an hour when you're at in a desk in, in the corporate arena. You just, you can't. And so that just makes me feel filled with appreciation and gratitude every time I do it, even after all these years. So give those little tips a try. All right, here we are at number four. You got to find a water cooler. Okay. My friend, Sean Duperon, who is a seven-time Emmy award-winning producer and who is producing a movie on the importance of forgiveness. Uh, she, as, as, a, as a speaker, she talks a lot about gossip. And she says, I mean the good stuff. I mean sharing news about other people that's good, the good gossip. And she's done a lot of research on gossip in that, in that realm. And she says, we need it. It's really healthy for us. It makes us feel good. It, it sparks our curiosity. It just does so much for us. And it helps us when we're talking about other people in a good way. It helps us feel really good about sharing the news about how someone else can help you. Or yesterday I had somebody say, oh my gosh, the spring in my garage door broke. And, and it felt so good for me to tell them the story about the guy who came to fix my garage door springs and how cool he was and how much we laughed and how fair he was and, and to pass along that information. So it feels good. And a good dose of story sharing and laughter is really important to us and can heighten our energy and, and everything so much. You know, just a few years back, this wasn't real recent, but I think it was in 2012, Bank of America did an employee study that showed that the most productive workers belonged to close-knit teams and spoke frequently with colleagues. And the ones who were kind of changed their desk and, and didn't have uh, cohorts, shall we say, those people were not nearly as the productive as the ones who, who had the teams, the colleagues, the peers, and um, and got up and about and did, did some chat time. So it's also okay, as long as you're remaining consistently productive, to schedule in a few minutes here and there to IM your friends and, you know, connect with friends in social media. It doesn't have to be all business in social media. Go ahead, pick up the phone, call mom, call dad, call your sis, call whoever. Make those phone calls. The, the trick here is to remain disciplined about it. And if you cannot, then it's important that you do those things after work. But find what works for you. Now, I am someone who avoids uh, personal phone calls during my workday because for a number of reasons. I'm on the phone so much with clients that I don't like talking on the phone for personal reasons too much. But, But aside from that, you know, people don't always respect the fact that you work from home and so you have to you have to teach them that they can't bother you during the middle of the day with their problems it can set you off it can take you off task you know all sorts of things but if you're somebody who needs to check in with mom every day or just needs to call your hubby or your wife and check in do it and don't feel guilty about it man guilt will bog you down and here's another one i love this little celebration I schedule a luncheon or a coffee or, or a drink or dinner, something at least once a week. 
Um, and, and many of these, during the day, they tend to be professional acquaintances, and we talk about work, and we brainstorm. Oh, my gosh, my, my last week meeting just with my dear friend, Jackie Camacho-Ruiz, who um, runs JJR Marketing here in Naperville, really powerful, successful woman, uh, five-time published author, soon-to-be five-time published author. She's amazing. And we just inspire one another so much. And the couple of hours I spent with her, I, I tell you, we always laugh and we say we feel like we're changing one another's lives. And, and that's the effect it can have on you. So Look who you hang out with. You know, find those influential people. Like I have Jackie and so many others. And schedule those outings, those face-to-face outings. Really important. Find your water cooler and uh, take a long, slow drink to celebrate your freedom. Here's a really important one. Well, these are all so important. I keep saying it's so important and so important. They all are. Really, really, really. Trust me. I've gone in and out of these for, what, 16 years now. I know and I help my clients with these. I know what works. So please believe me. These things work. you got to take yourself seriously. So I work with clients who actually feel less important, less knowledgeable, less successful because they work from home office. And I'll tell you what. If you don't take yourself seriously, you don't admire and respect your knowledge and your skill set and your ability and what you can bring to someone else, then no one else will. Even if you even if you don't feel that you're showing it, you are showing it on an energetic level. Trust me. So you got to know that working from home isn't like a big old demotion. It can actually give you the advantage if you're happy and focused right? It can make you even better. It can make you better at what you do. And it, it really does not indicate, even if you've got a kid on your hip during an important phone call with a prospect or a client, it does not indicate that you're any less professional, less capable, less experienced than the next guy, okay? There's something I just wanted to talk about for just a couple of minutes here, and we're going to do that when we come back from break, because it is a phenomenon that I think every successful person or person who wants to be successful has to know about, and it is this 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 syndrome that lurks beneath the surface in so many successful people, but nobody talks about it. So it's very mysterious and not a lot of people know about it because there's shame and guilt connected to it. And so nobody wants to let the dirty little secret out of the bag. And I want to tell you what that dirty little secret is here today so that you can realize that if if you have these feelings that you are not alone very important again very important (laughs) that you know this so again you'll find me over on inc at inc.com slash author slash marla hyphen tabaka and uh, at my website at marla tabaka.com please reach out to me let me know what you want to hear on the next show secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. 
And we'll be right back after these. It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for Bee Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be by Design, How I Be is Up to Me, hosts lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live as thought leaders you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change for more on donna check out her website gamechangerthinking.com then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on wise up radio with donna kimbrand tuesdays at 1 p.m eastern here on the rockstar radio network Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. Did I tell you more about this deep, dark, dirty little secret that a lot of successful people carry around and it's funny because the people who tend to have this are successful and are smart and uh, you know have a lot going for them have you ever had this thought or a similar thought that someday you're going to be found out people are going to realize that you're fake one of these days people are going to realize that you don't know as much as they think you do and then what's going to happen have you ever had that well, you, you can breathe easy now because it's really common. It's so common that it has a name and it's been studied and it's been talked about but still not gotten out as much as it should. And it's called the imposter syndrome. And uh, we used to think that it was, was really exclusively for women in business, but now we know that men feel this too. And so you really do have to take yourself seriously Fake it until you make it, even though being found out as a fake is one of the um, is is one of the big fears. You know, exercising what you know in confidence is what I mean when I say fake it till you make it. Exercising what you know in confidence is really important because soon you'll know that you are an expert. The second part that I tell my clients, I mean, we go very much more deeply into this. We go into the whys and we, we work all that out and we do some emotional freedom techniques around those whys and where these feelings come from. But the second thing I tell my clients is to understand what an expert is. People who don't see themselves as experts don't see them 
themselves that way because they have the wrong definition of an expert most of the time. They think that it is someone who knows everything and has all the answers at their fingertips and has an IQ that is Mensa-worthy. Okay, this is not true. What's important in an expert is that they do know their topic more than the average person. So if you're an accountant, for instance, or a yoga instructor or, you know, whatever you are, you know more about those things than the average person, right? You can answer the questions. And an expert, a good leader and a great expert, actually reverse those, um, is not afraid to say, I don't know, but I'll find out. Or I don't know, but you can find out here. Or... You know, I've never been asked that question before. I'll look into it. You know, they're they're really okay. Their ego is fine with doing that. And so once you realize that an expert is not this person that you're putting on a pedestal and that you fit the criteria for an expert, that imposter syndrome stuff will start to to kind of take a back seat and, and can eventually go away mostly. Sometimes it's going to rear its ugly head when you've got a new challenge, but you'll know how to handle that. So remember that. Take yourself seriously. Get Break out of that imposter syndrome. And again, put on your professional front uh, all day, every day. Put that swagger on. You know, embrace the genius within you. Okay, our next step is step away from the junk. Yeah, and I do mean the junk food. Unhealthy eating habits are the enemy of success, okay? When you eat crap, you think crap. Sorry. Oops. You're going to have to bleep that out, Casey, in case it's not allowable. But it's so true. There's this wealth guru. His name is Tom Corley. And uh, you'll find him at richhabits.net, richhabits.net. And he composed a definitive list of 10 habits that rich people have. He interviewed wealthy people, like hundreds and hundreds of wealthy people and an equal number of poor people. And the first thing that he found out, like the number one commonality, was that rich people have a healthy diet. Okay, now he says rich. I think he does that for his branding um, because it's richhabits.com. But successful people basically have a healthy diet. According to his study, 70% of the successful people eat less than 300 junk food calories a day. Now, by junk food, he doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, potato chips and things like that. Junk food can also be categorized as bread and grains and and things that just don't uh, bode well for proper body balance, okay? And he discovered that a whopping 97% of the poor people eat a lot more than 300 junk food calories a day. So that was kind of the cutoff, okay? 97%. Almost all of the people who are not successful eat junk. That to me is just mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing because he interviewed a lot of people. So drop it right now. Put away the Twinkies. I see you with that bag of Doritos. Get them out. 
junk them, get them out of the house and stay healthy. It's really, oh gosh, it's not so hard once you do it. Once you get on, you know, you get away from those carbs and those sweets, you really do, just like they say, you stop craving them. And, uh, you know, hey, I, I struggle with it at times as much as anybody else, believe me. So, but I find that when I eat a gluten-free diet, I stay away from all those, those nasty foods, boy, I'm so much happier and so much sharper. All right. Number seven is you got to stay focused. And we've talked about that a little bit. Uh, and, and this is going to feel, again, kind of contrary to what I said above about celebrating your freedom from the cubicle. But there is a difference between creating variety, like I was speaking about earlier in the show, and inviting distraction. Okay, distraction equals procrastination. You've got to master the balance between freedom and flexibility, discipline and focus, and your odds of success and happiness are just going to skyrocket. Okay, so you do. You, you have to be flexible and celebrate that freedom. But please stay in tune with yourself. This is all about self-awareness, folks. Please stay in tune and understand when you're procrastinating, when you're um, on social media because you don't want to do something else, not because you need a break, Uh, when you're talking on the phone for longer than you'd like because you're just dreading the next thing or whatever. And and that's a whole other topic, okay? And, And if you have those issues, please contact me and let's talk about getting you into a coaching relationship here, whether it's with me or another coach. And I will point you to other coaches if, if, if we just aren't going to be right for each other. So please contact me. No big sales pitches or anything. I want what is right for you. Okay. So make sure that you create daily goals. Very important. Studies show that having a daily task list will increase your productivity by 70% or more. That's a 7-0, okay? 70% by having your goals in writing. Some people say uh, as, as much as 90%. So you've got to have that vision. You've got to know the goals. You've got to know the chunk, chunk down, bite-sized little steps that are going to get you to your goals, and you've got to know what you're going to do each day, okay? So turn off the internet when you're not using it, okay? Don't keep your browser up. Don't keep your your Facebook notifiers on or your Twitter notifiers on. Turn all those off. Schedule times to check your email. And when you're not in a scheduled time, close out of your email, okay? Because that, I don't know about you, but on, on my screen, a little pop-up box appears when I get an email and it, and it shows his emailing, gives me the topic and everything. And some of those can really make you curious and tear you away. And some of them, you know, I've had times where it's been an upsetting email for some reason. And so it's just, it's just blown the opportunity for me to stay focused on something that was very important because I go and I open that email. And I'm like, oh, no, now I have to deal with this or, oh, poor so-and-so or I get emotionally involved in something, right? And so you you don't want to be tempted to do that. So close out of your email and uh, screen your calls. Uh, friends and family, you'll have to understand if if you don't take calls during the workday. And uh, as you've heard me say on this show a hundred times, if I've said it once, is we teach people how to treat us. 
So if you're feeling the guilt and you're picking up that phone every time it rings, you're just teaching people to disrespect your work uh, environment and to constantly call you and fight the urge to do too many household chores during work hours. Okay, we got a couple minutes left here. So our final one, da, 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 this is the one I love the most. My two dogs are at my feet right now. My parrot is in the background. It's a zoo here in my office, and I'm really good with that. Put Fido to work. There is a uh, column on ink that is not mine. It was actually written by one of the editorial interns named Jordan Smith. And Jordan recently did a little research on the benefits of having dogs in the workplace, and they really know now that your pooch can reduce stress and increase productivity, which I just think is so cool. And it's it's true. When when I feel like one of those breaks, one of the things I do is give my puppies a nice hug and talk to them or turn to the bird and she always has such impeccable timing with her little comical comments, you know. So now don't run out and adopt or buy a dog just because it's going to be, you know, reduce your stress. Make sure it's right for you because the last thing we want for these poor furry creatures is to be returned and um, confused. So, but if you have an animal, you know, take advantage of that time with them and, uh, and just relax with that and have fun with them. So great stress buster too to walk the dogs in the middle of the day when you want to. So those are my eight tips and I hope that, you know, at least one or two of them really jump out to you and and will help you to get away from that rut. You know, find a social life if you don't have one, which many entrepreneurs don't. Volunteer for something. I know you're rolling your eyes saying, who has the time? you got to make the time and it will come back to you. Believe me, that's one of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make is staying trapped in their office working too hard and they achieve nothing. So getting out and helping others get your mind off of you, and that's when creativity and abundance flows at its best. So you do have time. You really, really do have time. So again, this is Marla Tabaka, and I just love being here with you every single Monday afternoon at 2 o'clock Eastern Time. So uh, be here with me and... uh, Go ahead and send in those questions and those comments and those ideas that you have. If, if you have a particular question about today's topic, uh, need a little guidance or have something that you'd like to share, go ahead uh, either onto Facebook at Marla Tabaka. You'll find me under Marla Tabaka and post that or contact me social media or by email any way you'd like. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks for sharing your afternoon with me. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if you